Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. This is Stefan Gonick from SingleToSoulmate.me, and this is our monthly live Finding Love Q&A call or where I answer questions uh, with people who are on the call live with me right now and also answer questions that were emailed to me um, in advance of the call. And this call, I got a ton of emailed questions in advance. Um, so <laughs> I think these alone would probably fill up the hour, but I want to kind of go back and forth between people who are live and these email questions so that everybody gets to participate. Now, sometimes a person will email me a question in advance, and then they're also live in the call. And in that case, I will unmute that person um, so we can, I can, I'll read the question, start to answer it. And then, then that way we can also talk back and forth and dialogue about it, which is the best, right? That's the ideal thing. Um, if you're live in the call and you want to uh, talk for, and, you know, to ask a question or make a comment or anything, there's a button to raise your hand and just click on that. If you're using the phone, you hit star two to raise your hand. And then and you don't have to wait till I'm done answering a prior question. You can raise your hand at any time. And in fact, that's better if you do it sooner rather than later. That way, as soon as I'm done answering one question, I can call on you because I know you're ready to go. All right. So first question, uh, question I've got uh, from email. Uh, the person is on the call, so I am going to unmute her. Hello there. Hello, can you hear me? Whoops. Oh, well, I don't know what's going on. Each time I click to unmute. Oh, it said hi. Uh, are you able to talk online? Because when I unmute you, it, it immediately remutes you. So uh, you're saying hi through the chat. This is the same person whose question it is. Can you talk online or or not? Okay, so your hand is raised. Yeah, every time I unmute you, it just immediately remutes you. So I don't know what the situation is with that. Yeah, I don't know why it doesn't work either. Okay, actually, here's what I suggest you do, because it'd be great if we can talk directly. So what I'd like you to do is... Um, log out and log back in again. And in the meantime, I'm gonna answer somebody else's question. And so hopefully you and I will be able to talk. Okay, so moving on to the other person's question. Uh, and I don't use people's names, I just say the gender, just because sometimes it's helpful to know the gender of the person asking the question. So this is a woman and she wrote, <clears throat> how can we progress with your program when we are still in love and attracted to an ex-lover or partner that isn't good for us? Is it still possible to be fully released from that? Can EFT tapping release trauma bonds and toxic attraction? Well, toxic attraction is what the whole first module is about. So um, when you are still in love with and attracted to an ex-partner, um, that does have to be addressed. But rather than addressing it directly initially, um, 
I talk in the program, I don't know if you read this part, but I talk about it, what I call a reference person. This is a person that you know fits your negative attraction patterns. And in spite of your best intentions, you still feel this powerful attraction to them. And so what you do is you're rated on a scale of zero to 10. And uh, ideally it's a high number, like eight, nine or 10. And then you set that person aside. You don't try and address it directly. Um, and instead you heal the underlying negative attraction patterns themselves, which, you know, which is going to be healing things with your parents and just periodically check in with your level of attraction to that person. And if things are going well, you should see your number coming down. So let's say it was a nine to begin with, you know, you do some healing sessions, let's say, you know, negative attraction pattern with your dad, uh, who, I don't know what the deal is, but let's say is anger issues or whatever. And you do some healing sessions on your dad's anger, on your dad's anger, and then um, check back in with your attraction to your reference person. And then, uh, you know, you might see that the number went from a nine down to a six or a five or something like that. And you do some more healing sessions. You'll see the attraction level go down from a five or six down to, a, say, a two or a three. Do a couple more healing sessions and you get to zero. And when you get to zero, you would also not just have zero attraction. You'll, you're, you will likely feel a bit of a repulsion. And when you feel that, you know, that bit of a repulsion, a little bit of a yuck feeling, that's when you know that you have completely broken free of that negative attraction pattern forever, which is awesome. So actually, I prefer people don't try and directly address their attachment in the program early on. Now, um, you may have leftover feelings from the relationship itself, you know, painful things that happened that's leaving you feeling kind of wounded and having baggage left over for your next relationship. In that case, you know, after you've already done the deep healing, you might want to work on that. One of the bonuses in the program is uh, a, a, a separate thing just for, you know, sort of releasing past relationships. But don't start there because otherwise you'll ruin that person as a reference person. And we want to, it's very, very helpful to have a reference person that you can use to track your progress. So, you know, do that second. All right. So now I'm going to see if you can tell. Let's see. Now you don't have an. <laughs> uh, okay. The person I was talking to before, whose initials are FT, just so you know who I'm talking to. Um, you're, uh, you don't have a microphone at all anymore. So I'm not sure how to make it so you can talk. Um, so I don't know why you don't have a microphone. So here's what I suggest. Leave again. And then when you come on, there's a place where you can check your, your microphone and your webcam. And then you pick what you want to use. So you may not have... You, you, I mean, look to see if your microphone is on and available. And you could even do a little test thing to see if it's working. So I would recommend you do that. Um, because like I say, you've got a couple questions on here. So it'd be nice if we can discuss them. Um, you know, worst comes to worst, I'll just answer them the way I just answered the last question. But, you know, ideally we can talk. So go ahead and leave again and, you know, notice if your microphone's working as you come back on. All right. If you're on the phone, hit star two to raise your hand and I'll call on you in the next opportunity. But I'm going to go over, continue to the next person's question. This is a, a woman's question again. And she wrote... Um, I want to clarify a few things. I was hoping you could answer this. Now, this is a bit of a, a long one, so I'm going to read kind of fast because it's a long 
question. Regarding the list of qualities of the ideal partner and how you and your wife met each other's criteria nearly completely out of a list around 30, my list was actually 35 and hers was 32, how often did you actually read that list and how long did it take you from the time you created the list to meet each other? And, and how did you actually memorize all of it? So I did not, first of all, I did not memorize any of it. I mean, I, I remembered some, but I wasn't trying to remember, right? Um, so periodically, for me, interestingly, it was when I was in the mood. So I'd be, just one day I'd be in the mood to take out my list and do a little law of attraction work. And what I would do is I would carefully read each thing on the list and feel my appreciation for each quality I was looking for, right? So if I wanted a woman who was intelligent, I wouldn't just read them all. I would stop after each one. So, okay, I want somebody who's intelligent. And I'd be thinking about her being intelligent and feeling how good that would feel. And, you know, I want her to be warm and loving. And I would just stop there and feel that. I would feel into each thing on my list. And I had 35 things. So it took a while <laughs> to get through the 35 things. And then once I finished reading the list and feeling each thing, I would like send it out to the universe in a way that felt like when you do an email with a big attachment and it's like sending, 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 and you see this progress bar and then finally it finishes sending. It felt kind of like that. So I'd like to send into the universe, sending, sending. And at some point it just felt complete. It's like, ah, oh, okay, sent, <laughs> right? And then um, I would go about my life, but I would be uh, aware of any subtle urges to do something out of the ordinary. Um, I don't want to get into that right now on the call because I have a video called on YouTube called um, uh, the uh, – what's it called again? Well, it's about using the law of – I think it's – oh, it's called The Right Way to Use the Law of Attraction to Attract Your Soulmate, I think is the title. And I go into a lot of detail about you know, all the details about how to use the law of attraction. So just if you're, if you're at that stage of things, then uh, use that video. Um, I would recommend as far as how often to do it, I wouldn't do it any more often than once every couple of weeks. Um, I mean, you could do it weekly, I suppose, but it just feels like a bit of an overkill. Because once you send it out, you are putting the wheels in motion to bring you and your ideal partner towards each other. But it can take some time, right? Because there's a, there's, you know, there's the physical reality of where the two of you are and looking for an opportunity to, to meet in person. And that can take some time. So that's why I don't like keep doing it frequently. Um, I just do it periodic. I just did it periodically and uh, was ready for, for when uh, I can meet her. All right. Let's see. <clears throat> oh, it's continuing the same question. I wrote the list out as you suggested, and I cannot remember them past 10 max. You don't have to remember them, you just read them. And I also am not sure how often I'm supposed to keep reminding myself of it. Okay, I just answered that part already. Uh, if I can't, I'm concerned that because I can't remember them, I can't get specific enough about the person I want to meet or that they won't fit all the criteria. Okay. Some years ago, I wrote a list and the person ended up being unavailable and hurt me terribly in the end by disappearing. The one I told you about in our consultation. What's truly bizarre is he fit nearly everything on the list except the core components needed that I wrote down, like actually being able to commit to me and be able be available to the same life goals. I'm not sure how and why everything else fit except his core traits. Do you have any idea about that? Just because I have stronger inner block. Okay, so yes. Interestingly, I also talk about this in the video. 
when you send out to the universe what you're looking for you are sending out what you're consciously wanting but unfortunately you're also sending out your subconscious attractions so you can get to the exact situation you found which is the guy's got most of the things you're looking for in your list but he still you know matches your negative attraction patterns so that's why i tell people don't try and use the law of attraction to find your partner until you've broken free from your negative attraction patterns and also until you've cleared out enough of your fears and negative beliefs that you're not going to be blocked in meeting your soulmate right you want to clear all that stuff out so i use you know i recommend using the law of attraction at the very end of all this right break free from your negative attraction patterns first clear your fears and negative beliefs second then use a lot of attraction um, and then it should work great with no problems you know attracting negative things um let's see also i was wondering do you have any recordings that's just addressed to the first person like i was speaking about speaking i i find the eft tap is regarding speaking to other people and the dialogue to be distracting and not as helpful for me unfortunately so i was wondering if there was any other recordings you have where it's not from a previous recording speaking to someone else but just addressing it to the listener alone if that makes sense um especially when not able to relate to everyone's dialogue or experiences that you have recorded i understand the borrowing benefits principle you wrote about but it would be nice to have recording that addresses just the listener in first person um unfortunately i don't have anything in the first person um you know the program it consists of recordings that i made working one-on-one -on -one in the in the um you know the live teleclass that i ran three times the live six six week teleclass um plus a bit of other stuff so unfortunately no <laughs> i don't have it in the first person one of the things you can do as you're tapping along is just reword it in the first person so that's that's one option for you um it's going to be easier if you you know if you do relate to what the person's working on um, but just, yeah, just re just say I, instead of you. So I guess that's the best I can remember that I can recommend. Um, okay. Continuing this person's question. Are we also supposed to do EFT tappings alone on our own time by ourselves using what you taught, making our own uh you know verses and lines to speak out or should we only go by the recordings you gave i wasn't sure because i'm not experienced enough in eft at all and thought i i shouldn't be doing it by myself and i also heard it won't be helpful if i did okay um you can you are very welcome to do it on your own absolutely and uh yeah i mean if you don't have much experience with eft uh you know it wouldn't be it certainly wouldn't work as well as working with someone else you know to help you tap on yourself but you can still do it um i have a video uh on youtube talking about i think the title is something like how to heal a painful memory with with eft it's something like that it's one of my older videos if you uh watch that video and actually it's in the program too i have a I actually i realized that the first week i have a uh, links to sort of my little a little short eft tutorial and that video is on there watch that video and it'll help you understand how to tap on painful memories and then you know if you've been tapping along to the sessions you'll have some idea of you know the three-part process right because the the video just talks about a single process relive the relive the memory feel the painful feelings and tap on them 
but it doesn't include standing up for herself and it doesn't include giving your inner child what she needed. So just add that, just add those parts. All right. All right, let's see if FT, yay, it looks like it worked this time. Are you there? Hello? I unmuted you and stayed unmuted. Can you, can you talk? Um, I'm so sorry you're having trouble. Um, you are unmuted, so you can talk. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm not sure what else to try. Um, every once in a while, somebody has trouble. Most most people who use this this uh, service, it works fine. But for some reason, you're having trouble. Now uh, it's back to automatically muting you as soon as I unmute you. All right. Well, I'm going to read your question because I don't think we should keep waiting. And you have a couple different questions, but I'm going to kind of mix it up. So the first question I got from you uh, is the following. If you have truly vicious and evil parents who consistently abused you and put you down, and one of your inner child's unmet needs is justice, fairness, and getting a genuine apology from your parents, and for them to make amends and make up for what they did to you, how do you give that to your inner child when your parents have no interest in truth and never will apologize and own up to what they did? For example, uh, physical abuse, stealing from you, uh, abusing and humiliating you in public in front of other people and enjoying it, and all sorts of other insanely abusive behaviors. Yes, so there is a way to do that that I didn't do in this program, um, but you can still do it on your own. And I, th I think I added some kind of description about this to the program, but in case I didn't, I'll tell you here. So. You know, we, we use a three-part healing process. And the third part is where we our, our adult self gives to the inner child what she or he was needing and not getting originally. Okay, so that's, that's how I do it in all the sessions in the program. However, there's two other options. And uh, I think they're actually in some ways more effective if you can do it, um, but they're harder. So if you can do it, they're more effective. If you can't do it, then you know, giving your adult self giving to your inner child is something you definitely can do. So the second option, uh, the second option is to uh, instead of your adult self giving to your inner child, imagine an ideal parent giving the you know the love and whatever else is needed to your inner child in that experience. So it's it's you're just sort of imagining your ideal parent. And how you wished your your real parents would have behaved, and and imagine that. So that one can be very helpful, and it's not super hard. Then the third option is the one that you would want to use, and that one is the hardest one, but it can be done. And it is to imagine that you've sent them off to their own special healing clinic with expert EFT practitioners to help them. And they like, you know, like a residential healing clinic where they're just there and, uh, you know, they spent a year or two there, however long they needed to fully heal so that the healed version of your parents can now do all the things that you wanted, apologize, make amends and give what was originally needed and not gotten, right? It can be a little tricky because 
people can struggle with imagining their parents being different. Um, and, you know, that's the challenge, right? So the, the way to help with that is to realize that who you're actually sending to the healing clinic is not your real parent, but your internal parent. We all create internal versions of our parents based on painful experiences. So we all have an internal, a negative internal mother and a negative internal father. And, um, you know, you imagine uh, healing, sending your negative internal mother or father to this healing clinic they get fully healed however long it takes and when they come back from the healing clinic they're able to do everything you need them to do apologize make amends be loving things like that so that's the solution um if you can do that it works great but i acknowledge it can be challenging um that's actually the method i use with all my clients when i work one-on-one -on -one, is that third option because it is the most effective option and it's a lot easier to do with help of course um but yeah that's that's the, the most effective way of doing it so that's the answer to your question um unfortunately you had left for a while and so you didn't hear it all live but you'll you'll be able to listen to the recording to hear the the rest of my answer for that question okay so moving on to a new person and the ft i know you have a second question and i'll get back to that one later but i it came in late it came in after this next question so I try and do it in order. Okay, so this is another woman. Um, and uh, she's never been married. And she wrote, whenever I am, and she's a senior citizen. Whenever I am in senior citizen Facebook groups, not dating groups, just senior citizen discussions in general, people talk about their fear that people want, uh, quote, nurse and purse. So people won't date someone who is not wealthy because they are afraid of having to support someone and their children could oppose their parent giving money or paying for vacations, et cetera, for a partner who is not wealthy. I am highly educated, but never had the salary or the opportunities that the men got. My family was poor because my father took care of his father in a nursing home. There was no inheritance or anything like that. I have retirement, social security, and section eight and Medicare. If I get married, I would lose my section eight. If I work too much, I would lose my section eight. So it seems that marriage is unattainable structurally. Um, maybe I could get a Jewish marriage without legal marriage. When I started listening to dating coaching videos, I heard people telling men to not be afraid to date a rich woman. So immediately someone like me was written out of the coaching picture. Money and having a dark complexion were always disadvantages I had in dating. So I want to challenge this. Um, I think, I mean, certainly uh, there are people who are into nurse and purse, like you said. You know, it's not like that doesn't happen, it doesn't exist. But I would say that there are plenty of people that are just looking for love. They're not looking for nurse and purse. Um, they may have relatively modest means as well, and you would just sort of join your modest means together. Um, as you said, you don't have to get legally married so that you don't lose your Section 8. Um, you can get emotionally married and still have a ceremony in the whole thing, just no legal person to perform this the marriage um, and you can move in together and and actually you save money that way right it costs less uh, for two people to live together than for them to live uh, on their own um, I truly believe that there are plenty of people out there who uh, are looking for love more than finances 
Um, also, when we start getting scared that there's things about ourselves, like your skin color or our situation, like your money, that makes you an unacceptable partner, what I find is what's truly going on is that underneath that, deep down, there's a part of you that just doesn't feel good enough or worthy, period, regardless of these external factors. Um, and when you heal the source of that so that you come to a place where you feel much better about yourself and feel much more worthy and you feel good enough, then you stop um, focusing on these external factors that's got nothing to do with who you are, like how much money you have, the color of your skin, things like that, how much somebody weighs, you know, all these different external factors. I actually have a video on that topic it's called, you know, am I too X to find love or am I not X enough? Where X is whatever the trade is. Am I too heavy? Am I too tall, too short, too poor, too this, too that? You know, it's the same stuff. So if you want to he kind of hear more about that, then uh, I would encourage you to watch that video. Okay, part two of her question is, I had two serious relationships break up in the past because what they really wanted was a housewife and someone who wanted variety in sex. One of them showed me that book, Joy of Sex, and none of that seemed to be joyous for me. At the age of 72, I'm interested in infection, but not that much in actual sex. Intercourse is okay, but not the other stuff. So I don't even know whether I'm capable of being in a relationship. So again, I would say the same thing. There are, you are looking for love, and there are men who are looking for love. And, you know, it's nice that you're, uh, you know, interested that, you, you know, the intercourse still works for you. That's good. And that you like affection. And there are men who will be happy with that. You know, put that as part of your partner vision that you're looking for a man who wants a loving connection with affection and and can include intercourse and and leave it at that. Um, again, there are plenty of men uh, who will do that, you know, that, you know, will be, you know, just happy to connect on that level. Um, ironically, there's a lot of senior citizen men who struggle to have sex at all and you know, struggle to have an erection. So for them, intercourse may not even be an option. So it, it, it depends on the, on the man. But again, this feels like what I said before, that you're looking at external factors that you're afraid makes you unacceptable um, when really deep down you may be feeling that way. Um, okay, part three of the question. I experienced adverse childhood experiences but therapy is not available. The therapists who are in network for insurance are normally not very competent, and the ones who specialize in this area of practice are out of network. The in-network therapists specialize in things like children and autism, et cetera. Only as a college student, I have access to really good therapists. So when coaches recommend that people get therapy, that is just not an option with Medicare. Um, yes, <laughs> that can be challenging. Uh, there are... Uh, therapists who take Medicare insurance who do EFT. Uh, you just have to search for them. If you go to psychologytoday.com online, uh, they have this massive therapist directory. You can pick which insurance they take, so pick Medicare. And you can also search for some criteria as far as, far as their specialties goes. And one of them is either EFT or emotional freedom technique, you know, or energy psychology, I forgot. Those are all synonyms, right? They're three of the same thing. So it is possible to find uh, somebody who does EFT who will take your insurance. So that's awesome. 
Um, I wish I could, unfortunately I can't. So I, I can't help you myself, but there are people who do that. All right, so moving on to uh, FT, who's no longer in the call anymore. So she has another question. I have a pattern of, of attracting people in all areas of my life that turn on me, abandon me, leave, abuse or harm me, humiliate or exploit me, especially when I'm in a weakened position. For instance, going through the most difficult challenges of my life. This has made me terrified of trusting people and of allowing people to get close to me, always fearing that they will violate and abuse or humiliate me when I am in the most need of help or support. I know this. I know that this pattern stems from my parents, siblings, relatives, and friends, and others I unfortunately trusted who let me down. How do I deal with this horrible pattern permanently and completely so that it never repeats in my life again? I feel like I can never relax in any relationships in my life. I'm hypervigilant and always keeping my eyes open for the next unexpected strike. And I avoid revealing weaknesses out of fear that they will use it to harm me, just like I experienced over and over again in the past, which sadly keeps you at a distance, right? It really limits the closeness you can have with somebody when you're doing that. Um, well, that's everything you just said is what is the whole point of the program, right? So as you know, the whole the principle of the program with this whole idea of negative attraction patterns is that certain unhealed, painful experiences we have in a as a child sets us up to become attracted to people with similar traits. So, you know, if you were got humiliated a lot, you'll be attracted to people who humiliate you. If you got, you know, got betrayed a lot, you'll be attracted to people who betray you. You know, all, all the things that you mentioned. Unfortunately, that's how we work. It sucks, but it's the human condition. You know, it was exactly the same for me. That's what woke me up to the whole this whole thing that got me down my own healing path, which then ultimately led me to want to help others with their healing path. So what you do is the solution is to heal those experiences as a child right so whatever it is you know all these things that you just listed going back um you know being abandoned you listed you want to heal the experiences when you're abandoned or humiliated or exploited um that kind of stuff so you said you know the stumps you, you know where it comes from heal those memories in the way we talked about um, for you, it may be helpful if you can do that third way of healing where you imagine that your parents, siblings, et cetera, get healed. Your internal parents, internal siblings, internal relatives, internal friends, all these, this whole crowd you have living inside of you. You want to heal them one by one, and it will break you out of that negative, those negative attraction patterns so that you'll never have to deal with that again. And um, and you'll finally be able to let down your guard and relax, right? It may take you a while to let down your guard, but after you have some good experiences with somebody new that you meet and get involved with, you realize that, oh my God, this is the first time I've been with somebody who hasn't done any of those really bad things to me. It's like, oh, like maybe I can start to let down my guard. Maybe I can start to relax. Um, but that's what it takes. Uh, and the cool thing is, is it's, you know, the healing process in the program uh, will do that. Um, if for whatever reason you're not able to successfully do it through the program, you're always welcome to contact me. We can uh, do it one-on-one. -on -one. You know, everybody I work with 
uh, is, is successful in breaking out their negative attraction patterns. So, which is very awesome. All right. Well, let's see, I have a chat question. Okay, here, here's a live chat question. Great. Hi, Stefan, I really appreciate all the wisdom that you share in your videos and live calls. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate you saying that. I have learned so much from your work. I've been working on healing my core wounds and limiting beliefs that stem from childhood. And I also have done your fearless dating and single to soulmate uh, course. Um, I'm a 30 year old female attracted to men and used to have fearful avoiding attachment style. So I used to be quite scared of intimacy and romantic relationships because of a fear of a loss of freedom. However, after working through courses and therapy, I've become more open to romantic relationships and now desire a loving marriage. I strongly believe in the law of attraction and have manifested and continue <clears throat> to manifest beautiful things for myself and loved ones. For some reason, <clears throat> I'm finding it hard to believe that the law of attraction can work for me in finding a life partner that I desire. I moved from a big city back to my hometown, which is a smaller town, and struggled with dating apps regardless of where I was location-wise. I'm hoping to find a partner that I can get along with and have compatibility with, someone who can have vulnerable conversations, someone I'm attracted to, someone who is kind, etc. Standard stuff, really. I know I deserve this and I'm worthy of it. I just can't wrap my, my mind around how this can even come to be. Any advice would be much appreciated. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, if you can't wrap your mind about how this can come to be, that in itself is a block. So the first step is to see if you can get in touch with why that's so hard to wrap your mind around it. What makes it hard for you to imagine that it can work for you, right? You said for you, you both times you you didn't have a reason for it. You said for some reason, I'm finding it hard to believe that law of attraction can work for me and finding a life partner that I desire. Well, we have to get in touch with what that some reason is. So I want you to imagine using the law of attraction and get in touch with that disbelief, right? that difficulty in believing it, and then just sit and sit in the disbelief. <clears throat> and you can tap while you're there, not so much to release the negative belief that it won't work for you, but more to get in touch with what's underneath it. Like, why is it hard to imagine it'll work for you? You know it's worked for many other people, but why doesn't it work for you? And, and But don't try and figure it out with your mind. It's more like be open to the question, right? Just sit in the in the question, sit in the not knowing. And just see if it rises up within you. Um, and then once you get in touch with what the reason or reasons are that you're having a hard time believing the law of attraction work for you, then you can address them, right? I mean, you can try and just tap on the negative, the vague negative belief, but vague tapping tends not to work as well as, um, you know, very focused tapping. You can, so you could start by saying, even though I'm finding it hard to believe the law of attraction can work for me, and finding a life partner, you know, I, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. And then you, at every point, I'm finding it hard to believe that the that law of attraction worked for me. You can shorten it up a bit and just say that every point and, uh, you know, measure how strong that disbelief is and see if that number comes down. I mean, that might work. It could work. It sometimes does work. And also while you're doing that, you may, um, you know, all of a sudden, It'll, the reason underneath that, why it's hard to believe it, will pop into your head. So there's two ways to do it. You can just sit with it, like I said in the first version, or you can just tap on the negative belief. I can't believe 
that the LOA will work for me. And uh, it might just pop out that way. But once it, once the underlying reasons come out, that make it a lot easier to address this. And uh, depending on how much you've already healed, that may be your final block. I don't know. Anyway, I hope that that answer was helpful. Um, feel free to um, either raise your hand, you know, if you're on the phone, star two, or click on the button, and if we can talk. All right, so I have another, uh, the, oh, let's see, is there, there's another, oh, okay. So that person, uh, guest six, wrote, wow, that's very, very helpful. I think for me, I just can't believe how the right guy will be in my hometown. I feel like I've cycled through eligible, eligible men here, or they're not available, but I will try this out. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, the idea, I have... <laughs> I got a lot of videos out there. It's funny. Every single question is, tends to be, I have a video for it. Um, I have a video about, uh, again, I, cr I created these videos over the years, so I don't remember the exact titles, but it's something about, um, you know, finding your soulmate in a small town. Or it's like, uh, you know, it's hard to find a soulmate in a small town. You know, if you, if you just search within my channel and just search for the word town, because I know the word town was in there. Um, you'll find it. Uh, and it it challenges that whole belief. So a lot of people have a belief that if they live in a small town, then their choices are very limited. And it's, you know, and that therefore makes it really hard to find your soulmate or your ideal partner in a small town. Of course, people who live in big cities complain about how hard it is to find <laughs> so many big cities. Like, you know, I'm just I'm lost within all the masses of people here, right? And the implication with it being hard to find somebody that is, uh, you know, that's when you live in a small town is, is, is based on an idea that this is a numbers game that there, you need to have a lot of people to choose from to find your soulmate or ideal partner, but it's not a numbers game at all. Because if it was a numbers game, all it would take to find your soulmate is just to go on enough dates. You know, like you could, you could say, well, you know, if I went on a hundred dates, uh, chances, you know, this is, if it's all a numbers game, then it's all about probability. It's not about anything else. So it's like, if I have a hundred days, the probability of at least one of them being, you know, a great partner for me is really high. Sadly though, it doesn't work that way because when we have our negative attraction patterns active, we can go on a hundred dates with negative partners, right? That match our negative attraction pattern. So it's got nothing to do with chance and probability or anything. It has to do with how powerful our subconscious negative attraction patterns are. Um, but the cool thing is, is it works the other way around. And that is, once you've cleared the blocks and, you know, you once you've broken free from negative attraction patterns and you've released your fears and negative beliefs and you use the law of attraction to help facilitate meeting your partner, then just in the same way that you zero in on those negative partners, you can zero in on a really positive partner, a great partner, your ideal partner, your soulmate. So it doesn't matter if it's a small town. Uh, I live in a small town <laughs> right now. Uh, it's, a little, it's a collection of small towns with some colleges in it called the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. It's a really cool area, but it's a small town. And I, I used to try using dating sites um, like Match.com, the biggest one, and various other ones. And there was very few choices local to me. 
And I found myself doing a lot of dating with people in Boston, two hour drive away, which was my absolute limit for dating. Because there was a lot of people in Boston, right? But none of the dates I went on in Boston led to anything or actually, I, you know, well, none of the none of the dating sites didn't actually work for me, spite of all the years I tried using them. Uh, it was a law of attraction work for me. And I met my wife to be locally. Um, in our case, we happened to uh, be salsa dancing together. And that's how we met. Um, but the law of attraction is the positive side of the negative you know the positive alternative to the, our negative attraction patterns those both those things represent a powerful pull towards certain kinds of people you know one case is to negative people right which sucks um the other case is to a positive partner which would be great it's not a numbers game it's got nothing to do with numbers um so you can find your soulmate in a small town area that's that's really not a problem all right. Um, ah, FT is back. So I already answered all your questions. I guess you're gonna have to listen to the recording to hear them. Um, but she wrote, true, I did online dating for 12 years without success. Um, I guess that was in reference to the numbers game thing. Uh, I actually probably went on 100 dates <laughs> on dating sites and didn't lead to anything. Um, and uh, guest six who had the question originally said thank you big time we'll watch those videos have a wonderful rest of your day i'll be emailing you with my success story soon yay <laughs> good i look i love getting success stories that is the best because that's the whole reason why i'm doing this is to help people have the same kind of success i had you know that's that's what i'm passionate about so please do email me your success stories that'd be great and uh, ft said thank you stefan you're very very welcome all right, so actually, I finished all my email questions. I'm a little surprised. Um, I thought they were going to like fill the whole hour. So we have some time left for people who are online. So if you can raise your hand, uh, oh, that's interesting. FT it says you left the meeting and yet you you were using the chat. So I guess you're still on the call. Um. Uh, again, just to remind you, if you're on the if you used a phone to call in, you can talk to me by just hitting star two to raise your hand, and then I can unmute you and we can talk. You can ask your question, or you can type it in the chat, like uh, a couple of people have been doing, um, or you can just click on the button to raise your hand, and we can talk directly. But uh, I'm out of out of emailed questions so i got nothing else to no questions to answer unless you online people raise your hand in some way so i'm just going to give people a chance to do that if you plan to type uh, a chat question just type the word question submit that and then type your question because lots of times it can take a while to you know type out a, a lengthy question and i won't know that you're doing that so just type the word question by itself so I know, or even just the letter Q. <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, F.A. wrote, uh, I am looking forward to sending sending Stefan my success story too. Yes, indeed. Yay. Um, like I say, if, you, if you're going to like, if you're going to type in a chat question, just just type the letter Q and hit send or something so i know that you have something coming so i know to wait for your question and let's see if anybody's raised their hand 
you know oh by the way ft if you are uh you're, you're you've been having technical problems uh talking on the call i would recommend you contact talk shoe support and uh tell them what happened and see if they can help you fix the problem so that you don't have this problem next time um i've had many calls where it seems to always be the case that one person is having a problem <laughs> technically um whereas there'll be a bunch of other people i'm able to talk to online you know no problem so it's not like the service is bad it's mostly it mostly works but there seems to always be one person who has trouble so i don't know why that is but that's what it is um and she wrote yes i don't know why so and okay i guess to idea talking to their tech support people you know i'm sure they get this kind of issue periodically and they know how to help people with that so anybody have any questions if we don't have a question then we'll end the call early anybody have any questions at all about finding love about your healing process about dating about the stock market you know whatever you want any questions I mean, it's okay to end the call early, but I just want to give people a chance, if you do have a question, to, to let me know. All right. Uh, KFT wrote, thanks for today. Yes, you are very, very welcome. Great questions that you, that you, uh, uh, that you sent me, and I'm very happy to answer them. All right. Anybody else have any questions? All right, I'm going to give it one more minute. And if I don't get a question, then we'll just end a little early. I mean, we got a lot accomplished in this call, so yeah, you know, it's not a, not a we got plenty done. So, so it's still a very good call. Okay, just gonna like I say, I'm just giving it 30 more seconds. See if anybody has a question. We're using the chat. Type a letter Q and submit it, so I know you're writing one. Otherwise, raise your hand in whatever way you can and okay that's it all right great call everybody i look forward to seeing you guys in the next live q a call do your tapping clear these blocks and you too will get to be with your soulmate and it's an awesome club <laughs> to be a member of Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.